Hey everyone, welcome to the Saybrook Insights Podcast, a proud production of Saybrook University. We're an online, nonprofit, regionally accredited institution headquartered right here in beautiful Pasadena, California. Celebrating 50 years this coming year, our humanistic approach to online education has resulted in thousands of alumni the world over, advancing the health and well-being of the communities we serve. My name is Nathan Long, University President and host of this podcast. I'm pleased to say that we're now starting up Season 2, and I'm excited by the guests we have in our lineup complementing our continued Mindful Moments series, coordinated by the College of Integrated Medicine and Health Sciences faculty. We'll release guest interviews typically every Wednesday and Friday, along with our Mindful Moments, which continue regularly over the coming months. For our first episode, I had the opportunity to catch up with alumna Dr. Ariel Dance, a graduate of our Mind-Body Medicine program. We spent time talking about her current creative endeavors, linking her integrative health work with her other identity, that of budding children's author. To learn more about Saybrook University, visit us online at www.saybrook.edu. And now, Dr. Ariel Dance. Dr. Ariel Dance, it is a pleasure to have you on our Saybrook Insights podcast. Welcome today, and I know all of us are interested in hearing about how you're doing, what you're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. For those that don't have the privilege of knowing you, uh, maybe fill us in a little bit about who you are and uh, uh, what brought you to Saybrook and wh- mm-hmm. what you're doing now. Awesome. So I am Ariel Dance, PhD. I was in the fall 2013 cohort of Mind Body Medicine. Um, I'm from New Jersey. I actually came to Saybrook through a colleague who I went to um, grad school with in Boston, who also came into the fall 2013 cohort with me. So she actually posted, just got into this awesome PhD program, and she was just raving about it. And I was like, I want that. That sounds like me. Um, And so we came in together, and um, it was really just a godsend, honestly, for what I needed in my life. I had really been wanting to get into the right PhD program and Saybrook was it for me. So um, I came in at the right time and it's just been amazing for me. And I have not left the Saybrook family yet. I am still serving as um, an alumni council co-chair. So I'm very deeply embedded in preaching the Saybrook gospel, as I say, and trying to get as many people to stay engaged with Saybrook. Um, And so I guess that's kind of my Saybrook story a little bit. Um, And then on the me side, um, I am very much still trying to continue my research. I focused in endometriosis and pain management and coping with pain um, and women's health. But um, I realized that if we want to tell the story of how pain works and um, how we want to understand pain, we have to start with children and telling them that it's okay to experience pain and it's okay to feel things. And so I started writing children's books. Um, and that's kind of what I'm working on now, just writing a lot. Yeah. How very cool. So first of all, we're never going to let you go from Saybrook. We got to keep you in <laughs> some way. Um, and, and you're a great event, evangelist for all that we do here. So we appreciate mm. you very much. Um, and it, it, it's interesting, I know, when Dr. Fortune, Luann Fortune, told me uh, about the work you're doing in children's literature, I thought, wow, what a uh, 
what a very cool way to uh, kind of move into that next chapter or mm-hmm. augment that next chapter of your uh, life after grad school. So mm-hmm. uh, what really got you interested in in children's literature in general? And, and tell me a little bit about the books that you're focused on for children and some of the characters that have started to emerge. Yeah, so I started with children's lit um, probably when I was still young. Um, I have a godmother who is a dancer as well. So I'm a dancer from, I'll say a lifetime ago. I can't dance like I used to. But one of my godmothers is a dance teacher and she wanted us to jointly write a children's book. Me as a young dancer and her as a dance teacher. And we were working on this book and I was so excited about it. I have no idea what happened to that book. No idea where it is. Um, But she continued to publish her own work. And she's continued to be a mentor to me as a writer and a spiritual leader and a dancer and a mentor and an educator. And so um, that's how I got engaged in writing and children's literature. And then I realized that I was, um, so personally, I was diagnosed with chronic illness, endometriosis, when I was 15. And there was no literature about how teenagers or adolescents dealt with this adult disease or adult pain. Like, how do you educate kids about grown-up things? And that was missing for me. Or even if you're an adult dealing with grown-up things, how do you tell your kids about those things? And so for me, I just see that disconnect. So I started writing this children's book. The series that I'm working on is called, I call it the Spencer series because it's about a child named Spencer. Um, And Spencer, I I, I say Spencer is gender fluid, but really Spencer just has no gender because I want any child to be able to relate to this experience. Um, Spencer has two moms because I am married to a woman. And so I can easily write about that experience. And one of the moms has a disability. And at first, in some of the books, the the disability is invisible. But in some of the books, it's very visible. The mother goes from walking with a cane to needing a wheelchair. But to the child, this wheelchair is like a rocket ship and a boat and this magical thing that can transform them. And they can still have dance parties. And like to a child it's not a hindrance. It's just another vehicle for fun time. Um, And I think it's just about how we as adults translate and communicate disability and difference and don't use it as otherness, but like possibility, I guess. Mm -hmm. Very cool. How, how, how are those characters evolving in your head over the next few years? I know. Yeah, I bet you have some really interesting paths to go down. In terms uh, so it, it's very much like they're, I see them every day and they have experiences every day. And in my life, they're like another family who lives across the street, right? So I actually, I have a active Instagram and Twitter account where I write Spencer's family's everyday happening. So um, I don't know, it was Thanksgiving and Spencer's dancing down the aisles of the grocery store and mom's like, please stop. I'm trying to, you know, get these groceries done. And Spencer's like, she has no sense of humor because like Spencer just wants to dance because that's kids. They just want to dance down the aisle. So like to me, this is just a family living in insert town of where you live because that's what 
we have. That's who we are. You know, we are a community. And I think that's my hope for this literature that people will see their own family or their own neighbors in this book, these mm -hmm. books. Yeah, that's very cool. So when, what's kind of the publishing schedule around these books? Where can people <laughs> find them? Ooh, um, so that's a funny question to me. Um, I consider these books pre-published um, because I'm actively seeking publishing. Um, I've been submitting manuscripts to editors and publishers and agents um, for about two years. Um, and they, I'm just waiting for the right one or hoping that they see the uniqueness of these stories. Um, but so far, nothing has bit, bitten. Um, so right now, they're still pre-published. Um, and I decided that if I don't have someone say yes to me, then I may self-publish, which is, you know, just, oh, it's fine and it'll be good, but it's a little more work on my part. Um, but I'm okay with that too. I just feel like these stories need to be told and I get feedback on my like Twitter account where people are like, that's my family. I am a mother with a disability or my child is having a gloomy, doomy day. And I wish I knew how to talk to them about it. I wish they had a book to read about their gloomy, doomy day. So I feel like someone needs to read these books. And I feel like it's timely now when children are home and need some other activity to do besides be on a tablet all the time. They need to be reading. Um, and so I'm hoping soon. My timeline is within the next five years, at least two of these five books would be published. Fingers crossed. We're hoping for the best on that one. Yes, yes. All right. So uh, what other writing are you working on now, or do you want to be branded as solely a children's book author, which no, mm. no shame in that at all? Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? So I'm... I think Saybrook um, and grad school in general and just being a scholar allows me to have a passion for all writing. Um, I, while I was working on my dissertation, I really enjoyed writing like my guided imagery scripts. So that's what I focused in, guided imagery. Um, and I really loved writing scripts. Like that was the creative piece of it that I really enjoyed. So um you know, I could write a guided imagery script. I don't know if there's a field for that, but sure, I would write a guided imagery script for someone and give it to them. I don't know if that's a field, but um, I'm actively writing, um, for example, currently working on with Saybrook's Unbound magazine, um, working on a piece for the August issue um, about the first hug after the pandemic. So I don't know. Do you remember the last person you hugged before we went into quarantine? Do you remember? It feels so long ago now. Um, mm. No, I don't. I, I have to say I'm struggling on this one. I mean, my mm. wife, but she's with me, right? Right, but so, you're with her. So like the last yeah. person you hugged and then the first person you hugged once you felt safe enough to hug someone outside of your household. So I wrote a piece about that. And I mean, oh, for cool. me, what I experienced was like, my first person was I had to get to my mom because she was dealing with some yeah. grief and I really needed to get to her. And it had been so long since we hugged and I was just so grateful. And she was just sobbing and sobbing. I mean, it was just such a beautiful experience it was so painful. And then the next day our family lost someone and I had to watch other people have their first hug in a very painful way. I mean, it wasn't the first hug they wanted to have, but 
that was their first hug. So I wrote about that experience um, and I'm working with Unbound Magazine now just to hopefully get that out soon because I feel like that's very timely. Um, a lot of people still have not had their first hug and they're still sitting at home scared to interact with other people. So right. that's right. what I'm working on now. That's very powerful. I can't wait to read it. it you just got me thinking. I, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, I think it, it'll be pretty profound for most uh, most of us around the globe on that one. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. that's, that's really a beautiful thought in so many ways. Mm. So as we close this out, what type of services do you provide to help people who are affected uh, by whether it's COVID-19 or looking for better ways of living, do you have a website? Do you want to refer people anywhere? Your children's book, uh, you know, is there a place where people can go to find you? Sure. So my first go-to, if it's writing related, is my Instagram or Twitter, which is at Dr. Dance Writes. So D-R Dance, D-A-N-C, like to dance, um, writes with a W, W-R-I-T-E-S. So Dr. Dance Writes, um, and that's Instagram or Twitter. Um, and I'm very heavy on social media. So that's probably the best place to reach me. And there we can play around, DM me or whatever. I think very that's the cool. easiest. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very cool. Well, really thank you for taking time to talk to me and us about your uh, your future and your current work. And, uh, you know, we're big fans of yours. So whatever mm -hmm. you need along the way, let us know when you, when you get your uh, uh, book fully ready to go and, uh, and published, let us know. Maybe we can have you read some excerpts on uh, our podcast here. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much. I'd really love that. I mean, on the Instagram, you'll see, my little excerpts of Spencer's every day. And I think that gives a little teaser of kind of what the stories are about. So feel free to tap in there and uh, look around. We will do that. I'll put that up on the show notes. And uh, thank you so much, Dr. Dance. Thank you so much, Dr. Long. I'm so happy to be here. All right. Well, take care. You too.